Welcome to Man Talk, the podcast that's normalising the conversation about men's mental health. I'm your host, Jamie Day, and you can find me on Instagram at a day in the life dad, and you can hear more about my own mental health journey in series one of Man Talk. This show is made in support of the Movember Foundation, who are changing the face of men's health and fund life-changing and groundbreaking mental health projects around the world. You can read more about these over Movember.com. Man Talk is sponsored by Mojave's, who produce footwear for time well spent. Anyone who knows me or has followed my journey online will know how much I love the brand and their products. Their messaging really promotes me time, unwinding and self-care, which we all know with the challenges of everyday life is so important for our mental health. So thank you, Mojave's. This week, I'm in London with Fiona Lamb. Fiona is a critically acclaimed advanced clinical hypnotherapist, speaker and trainer. Fiona specialises in anxiety and having personally overcome anxiety herself using these methods, Fiona's own experience led her to want to help others. If you're considering alternative ways to manage your anxiety, Fiona's passion for hypnotherapy and guided meditation might convince you to give it a try. Just a side note, at the time of recording, Fiona hadn't released her app that she mentions in the show, but I'm delighted to say it's now available. Search for Mind Detox. So, here's Man Talk. Fiona, hello. Hi. Welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks for coming on. And we're going to talk about your hypnotherapy and what you do. And I know that you specialize in anxiety. Yeah. And I read a bit about you before we met and read that you dealt with your own anxiety issues mm-hmm. and overcame them through hypnotherapy. Is that a good place to start? Yeah. Okay, go good. Ahead. Okay. So I started listening to self-hypnosis, um, gosh, over 10 years ago now. And they just really helped me with my sleep. Um, I found self-hypnosis, I, for some reason, just found them online yeah. and would listen to them. And when they'd just calm me down if I was anxious or stressed. Yeah. And then, you know, anxiety is one of the massive causes of insomnia. So as a result, I started sleeping better. Right. I found it quite hard, actually, to find a hypnotherapist. Gosh, 10 years ago, I found a few... I just wanted to know why this worked when nothing else did. Yeah. I was like, why Why does this help me when nothing else did? And what, else, what other things did you try? Um, well, I tried CBT. Yeah. Um, which I know the government really pushed. But I think something like sleep is so unconscious. It's such an unconscious thing. Um, that, you know, you can lay there and the more you try and sleep, the less you can. Yeah, yeah. And if you're anxious, you want to control everything. <laughs> And I was a massive control freak. Um, I tried medication. The medication did help, but it just made me too drowsy. Right. Um, I tried herbal supplements, acupuncture, um, you know, you name it, I tried it. Um, And I tried NLP. I don't know if it's what is NLP? Neuro linguistic programming. Okay. So it's a form of hypnotherapy. And it would always last temporarily, but would always kind of wear off. So I'd always go back to the. Um, gosh, this is a really long-winded answer. No, long-winded. We, we, <laughs> yeah, we need to know. Anyway, I eventually was like, right, I want to learn to make my own recordings because the recordings have helped me so much. And then I actually learned on the course when I was learning about hypnotherapy, the analytical techniques you can do. So that's about putting people into a hypnotic kind of state, yeah. which I can explain. It's not what people think yeah, because yeah. it's your unconscious mind doesn't mean you're unconscious. Um, and then I learned about the analytical way of like, what is this feeling? Where is it coming from? What do we need to do to resolve it? Where you kind of really analyze the problem on a deeper level and then you get really long lasting results. So that's what really started fascinating me. 
And then I was like, right, I need to do this. I need to start seeing clients because the changes that I saw, well, in myself, I used to blush terribly. And I didn't really even think it was an issue. I thought it was just something that was part of me. And I did in my course, like, I I used to put myself up as an example, like, oh, I blush, I'd like to get rid of this. And I would just, it just went. And I was amazed. So you, you said that you needed to start seeing clients. So you took the route of doing this professionally. Yeah. What were you doing, were you doing before that? Um, I was doing like bits of modelling. So um, how long have you been doing this now, speci- you know, specialising in this? Um, about four or five years right. now. So it must have been even longer than 10 years ago that right. I was listening to okay. self-hypnosis. Okay. So I've always been interested in hypnosis and the mind. and Not so much as you were talking about before the stage hypnosis, because yeah. I think that's something completely different. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, so I started then just saying, oh, I'd love to see clients and rather than just making recordings, which I'm actually going to do now. I'm going to make an app and I'm going to do my own wow. um, recordings, finally get there years later. Yeah. But I just fell into seeing clients and then the magazines came, referrals came and yeah, and I just ended up being my job. Wow, <laughs> and, incredible. Yeah, it was just quite exciting. It kind yeah. of snowballed. I, think, I know we just touched on stage hypnosis and we, we talked about it before we started recording that hypnosis to some people might be seen as this kind of comical side because of the stage hypnosis and there's things like little britain and things like that how different look into my eyes yeah, around my, my yeah, eyes exactly that like how different is it in a session where you sit with a client you know i think people like assume that you have a swinging watch yeah when i first started like, when i first said i wanted to do this everyone was like what mm. what are you doing that for i got all those jokes and everyone was now even people say don't look at me you can read my mind yeah. and i'm like i can't read your mind um, everyone thought i was bonkers when i first started it because of the misconception it, it's not that <laughs> i don't swing watches i don't i think there's the very because people don't understand it yeah. and i think hollywood particularly as well the films they play on the fact that people don't understand it that makes sense yeah and you know if they think oh someone can go rob a bank oh they were just hypnotized to do that it's like well if we could make people rob banks hypnotherapists would be very rich um but no what happens on a stage show of a hypnosis show is um there'll be a lot of people and then whoever wants to participate puts their hand up so you have a level of compliance anyway those people will go on stage and usually the hypnotist will choose one person out of all of those people who is very suggestible right. and who kind of wants to go along with it. Okay. So, you know, super want to run around like a chicken, yeah. that they want to, Uncon- that you can't make anyone do anything they don't want to do. So deep down, they want to do that. And okay. if they say, oh, you can't remember, then they don't want to remember. Part of their minds is like, I don't want it's to remember. Locked it off. Because I said to a stage hypnotist, make me forget my name. And I was like, please, I just thought it would be funny to forget my name. And he could not make me forget my name. And if that was me being a skeptic, I'd be like, oh, well, hypnosis doesn't work. But it's because I didn't, that's my identity. I didn't want to forget my name. So it's, you can only, you can only do things that you want to do, if that makes sense. And that, the running around like a chicken, on some level, those people want to let go of their inhibitions. They want to feel a little bit more confident and they want to let go and for some reason. So how does that differ to a session with you? Do these clients yours need to want to let go? So what happens is in hypnotherapy, you go into something called theta state, which is the same state as meditation. Um, So you lower your brain activity. Because when we try and make changes when we're stressed out, that's when all those 
traumatic ingrained habits and thoughts and feelings they all when we try and make changes when we're stressed out that's when we're least likely to make changes so what we do is by going into theta state which is just a really relaxed state it's we see things a bit clearer and we see things from a different point of view and theta state is just one below delta which is sleep so we all can get into that state i have clients who resist and i can see when people are resisting but that's just part of their mind that doesn't want to let go i think but then like, I will say to people, I'll make them open their eyes and I'll say, what, what, what is this? Why don't you want to let go? And that's an issue in itself. Can we go through like a typical session with you? So, yeah. you know, a client approaches you and says, I want to, you know, I'm struggling with anxiety. Mm-hmm. What would be like a, a, a session or a course or how do you do it? Well, I think many people have misconceptions about anxiety because it's, it, it's, people don't really understand that it's just fear. Um, it's when we live in a state of we worry it it is just fear so i i talk to people i work out what the anxiety is what's causing the anxieties um and we go from there really because we're not born with anxiety we're not born with fears we pick fears up and there's always a reason you know if someone's anxious they're worrying um and we also look at the symptoms if there's any habits that have been picked up and coping mechanisms I specialise in anxiety, but because anxiety can affect so many different things, it can affect our relationship with, or in our relationships, love relationships, with food, with alcohol. Uh, anxiety can cause us to lose confidence at work, fear of flying. Yeah. It's all anxiety. All of it is anxiety. Um, addictions, emotional eating, like sleep, insomnia, it's all from fear. Yeah. You know, what holds us back in life is fear. When the client does come into your into your oh, yeah. clinic, yeah. What, what actually what do you what's the process? What do you actually do with them? Well, we talk first, um, and we identify what's been going on and how the anxiety is manifested. And then I explain that just because it's your unconscious mind doesn't mean that you're unconscious. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be knocked out. <laughs> um and then I just put people into like a deep state of trance slash relaxation. Okay. Um, and then depending on what it is, so if it's a habit, if it's not very deeply ingrained or it's just a habit, then I will just talk back to the person. But I use a very analytical approach that not many hypnotherapists do actually. And I wish I'd discovered a hypnotherapist that did this sooner is I speak back to people when they're in that state. Okay. And you kind of talk you know, I had a session earlier. Um, you, you kind of talk from a different place. Like you, you talk from your unconscious mind, if that makes sense. So is it like a therapy session? Like are you delving into their past and what's kind of... It's like, a, yeah, and people say that it's like the shortcut to therapy. It's a shortcut to therapy in a way. And, you know, there's a rule of thought that you just think about the future. You know, I want to make changes in my life, just think about the future especially men yeah. I know this podcast is about men yeah, yeah. it's like don't show your emotions don't think about the past just think about the future and we are a product of everything that's ever happened to us and it's like a jigsaw puzzle that's kind of just been put together in a certain way so like you're saying words like my therapist said exactly those words oh, really? jigsaw. so I, I had huge issues with depression oh, right, and I saw yeah. my therapist and we delved back to my teen years yeah. and I'm almost 40 and I'm like all these things that just built up yeah. And it's like, this is, this is your jigsaw. This is why you feel like this. Why, why you do it. Jigsaw, yeah. And then she used the term jigsaw. I was yeah. Like, 
And that, that's what kind of we do is we break it down and then we put it back together again. Yeah. So some so everyone comes to me and they say, I know why I'm acting like this. And I just don't know how to change it. Because like I said, when we're stressed, when we're in that normal everyday state, we can't really make the changes. So we, we can look at the future, but it, like I said, it's so important to look back at the past. Yeah. And up until the age of like 13, up to 14 actually, it's we we are in that state to state anyway. We're like ruled by our emotional mind. We're not ruled by logic yeah. because we don't yet have the part of our mind that can say, oh, don't be silly. That teacher that said you're not good enough, you know, that's you know, that's probably their issue, not yours or your mum not giving you the time and attention. She's probably busy at work. We don't have that logical part of our mind. So these ideas get stuck in our minds, these beliefs, and then something else happens and the belief gets more ingrained. And, so, and we look for confirmation of our beliefs. That's what we're constantly doing because we want to be proved right. And these beliefs get so ingrained that um, we, we that they just become part of who we are, and it affect our thoughts and feelings, and affect our behaviour. Carry them on through to adult life. When we're relaxed, everything kind of just makes sense. Yeah. You know, if our mind creates a problem, it knows how to create a solution. So, some we do go back root to cause. Like, and you know, a lot of people, especially men, sometimes like, oh, I don't want to go and see, say, what my little child was going through when they went to when we moved schools or my parents were shouting and you know and and, but it is so important to resolve those things in your mind so that then you can move forward so it is like a therapy session okay but in in a way where you heal things and and come to a solution rather than you know i've had therapy sessions myself and you can feel sometimes they're great for some people but for me sometimes i felt like well i've not had a solution i've not i've not like felt like i've solve that in any way whereas if our minds hasn't solved things we'll keep repeating patterns until it, it, it we find a way to solve it talking about clients and obviously because the show is a heavy focus towards men do you have more women clients because men are less open to talk about mental health and anxiety and things like that mm. or with the men you do have that come see you are they less willing to open up is it do they have barriers that you know you need to get through I do see more women, um, but when I see men, yeah, there are a few more barriers, especially when it's, they don't come as open. And to some, actually, no, that's not fair. There are some men who are really open and really, but you have to be ready. And I think if people have said, oh, go and see this, push people into it. I think people have to be ready and probably open. Mm. Um, What was really interesting is, thinking about men is when Prince Harry came forward about talking about his mental health issues, this client that I'd been seeing for a while about his alcohol addiction came and started talking about the abuse that he'd been through when he was younger. And he was like, you know, I'm so grateful for Prince Harry talking about mental health because that's given me like the okay to talk about this. And I thought that was really nice that, you know, the Royals kind of open the doors mm. really for people to be able to talk more freely about yeah. mental health I think that's what we need like public figures yeah. just to if they start talking about mental health yeah you know, I know a lot of footballers doing it now like so which is a great thing yeah because um, when I first started even you know I've always been into personal development but even five years ago nobody talked about it if you wanted a self-help book 
he had to go to the store where it said self-help it actually said self-help you know a book on how to be more confident or whatever it was and hand it over and it was just there was so much shame that came with it really stigma and like now people talk about it so openly and freely it's great what do you think about people talking about openly on social media so I know you obviously speak about it a lot on social media. Yeah. Do you do you see social media as a good thing for people's anxiety and mental health? How do you view how do you view it? Social media is a tricky one. It if people have it, it depends on their belief system. I think if people are vulnerable anyway and if, if people are comparing I always say to clients, especially the young ones, are you on Instagram and Facebook a lot? And, and a lot of the time they're like, yes. And I'm like, okay, well, just for now, let's give yourself a bit of a break from it. Because I think if you're going through anything, that social comparison, you know, we're, we're comparing ourselves to filtered lives. Um, I, I say just take a bit of time away from it. And it's a great platform, you know, especially if you use it for business. But I think you need to learn to take it for what it is and know, you know, especially we scroll through Instagram and Facebook and it's very like hypnotic in the way that we do that. And we, we check first thing in the morning, first last thing at night, we're very suggestible. So all these information, it's just flooding into our minds. So I think it's just being mindful of that and protecting ourselves a little bit from it. You know, not be the first thing you look at in the morning and last thing at night and, you know, not believing everything that you see on social media. I see lots of health coaches and fitness PTs um, who have eating disorders and who feel pressure to live up to this standard. Yeah. So it, it's not what it, it seems. Yeah. Um, I saw on your Instagram that you talk about self-care quite a bit. Mm. And I, I posted something yesterday about self-care because I was feeling that things were getting on top of me and I just hadn't given myself a break for a while. In terms of the self-care that you'd give yourself or you'd recommend to clients, what kind of thing would you... Well, self care is different for everyone, but I um I love having a bath, lighting candles. Um, I think putting music on yeah. can be really powerful, and cooking for myself and remembering to eat healthily. I think mm. when you're stressed and you're going through things, you can just forget and take care of yourself and neglect yourself a little bit. So yeah. it's just just remembering to to keep and yoga and getting outside and just forcing yourself sometimes even when it's hard just to take care of yourself i think people there's this assumption with self-care is that you're dashing off for a spa weekend somewhere but it's Mm. you know it can be similar to losing yourself in a book for a few hours yeah and a guided meditation i love doing the guided meditations and self-hypnosis um but yeah no it used to be like it can be seen as like a self-indulgent thing Mm. i suppose especially for men like you think oh i I, it's selfish for me to do that but actually you know, you can't pour from an empty glass. You need yeah. to take care of yourself. Exactly. I mean, I, as I said, I put a post on Instagram yesterday and, you know, 99% of the, the comments were positive and like, you know, it's not selfish, you know, everyone needs a break to look after themselves. And then one guy, typical manly response, going to have a few beers. I was like, that's not, that's that kind of like dated man up, you know, yeah. cliche. It's like, going to have a few beers. That's I know. Not. And there used to be a big thing about men not ex- probably still is men not expressing their emotions mm-hmm. you know as kids are probably told you know man up yeah, don't yeah. express your emotions but emotions are energy in motion that's what emotions are that's what emotions are. yeah it's energy it's a build up of energy so if you're holding on to a lot of energy yeah. that's going to build up inside of you and it's going to be like a pressure cooker like just waiting to bubble up and yeah. blow so 
you know, there's something in hypnosis called an ab reaction where we hit a certain spot and people release emotion, but it's just a build up that people need to release and let go of stuff. Going back to the, the men that you see, mm. is it harder to find that spot? It can be. The ones that don't want to open up. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes I um especially some guys don't even want to let go and go into the hypnotic state because right. They have like very high powered SEO type guys yeah. that want, you know, I want to do this, 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 this. And it's like, well, you have to do a little bit of work. You know, this isn't a magic wand. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's, they don't even want to let go and be vulnerable. And Why do you think that comes to you then? Like if they've got, I think someone who's gone as far as booking a session with you would want to open up. But mm. do you think they still just think there's... It's, any- just, it's just a layer of resistance. Mm. It's just resistance. Okay. Um, but we can we can sometimes people we get we most of the time I get through to people, okay. but some people like the analyst, especially you know seeing an an an, an, an analyst banker analyst, right. and he liked the fact that he could analyze why he's thinking a certain way, his patterns from his relationship with his dad, and how he was thinking and feeling, and how they're relating into his future now. So it's not all fluffy. Go and give your little child a hug and a kiss, mm. which I actually quite like, and a lot of people like. But it's knowing where these patterns are coming from and identifying them, releasing them, so then you can move forward without any of those old emotional triggers and fears. Um, for anyone who might want to explore hypnotherapy to, to deal with anxiety, where would be the first place people should look? Is it as simple as Googling it or is there like a directory? Yeah, or? there's a hypnotherapy directory. I work with them a lot, actually. Um, I normally would see people for, I like to see them for three sessions just to space out, just so we can see yeah. what's been going on. If people aren't getting changes, there's always a reason. Right. And I always find the reason the reason if there's we've worked through lots of things it can a lot of the time be grief grief can be something that we hold on to that we just don't want to let go of for some reason and sometimes we feel like we don't love the person if we're we let it go or you know there's there's always a reason if we're holding on to it and it's just finding those finding those reasons of why we're thinking and feeling a certain way like i said we come into the world feeling safe loved protected yeah. and we pick up things along the way and there's always reasons why we're thinking and feeling the way they are and everyone's different so everybody it depends how many layers there are yeah sometimes it's like an onion we peel away one fear and then there's a load of other fears but there was a statistic actually that i think it was 90 um after six sessions of hypnotherapy it's 98 percent effective compared to 600 sessions of psychotherapy which was only 38 percent effective wow. it's because it just works on a deeper yeah, level but if people it's really important that it's not the hypnotherapy that's not working it's the right fear hasn't been identified or the reason there's something that's sticking if that makes sense can you kind of tell straight away that you know this is going to be a tricky one to crack or you some people i i think oh this is good i can tell when people aren't as open as right. others okay but yeah okay. i know i know if there's lots of layers but then you don't really ever know until you start analysing mm. it and going through it anyway. Have you ever had anyone feel like they haven't been helped? I have had a few, yeah. I do can't please everybody, yeah. but that's just another layer of resistance. Right. And it just means that they're not quite ready. Okay. Because I think with everyone, when it comes to mental health, 
Mm. what works for one person doesn't necessarily yeah exactly and it's not going to work for everybody like hypnotherapy works amazingly some people love it and I just think some people will find CBT I know people you know if it's a behavioural problem like they prefer CBT so it's just yeah it's not one fix all for everything I think there's as much as I love seeing my therapists I kind of got to the end of our sessions I felt like I could have gone even deeper like you know, well, shall we go even deeper? I, was, I did suggest to you, like, you could use me as a guinea pig. Yeah. Maybe not now. So, really? Yeah. No, another day. I noticed you do, like, retreats, don't you? Yeah. What happens at the retreats? So, um, I'm going to do group hypnosis sessions. I'm going to do talks. We're going to do gong baths. Have you ever had a gong bath? No. Oh, my gosh, it's it? amazing. So, gongs have been used for centuries like for healing. Yeah, like a gong. Right. But it puts you into that theta state, that meditation state, really quickly. Right. And it's really just so relaxing. And so, you know, everything's made of an energy. I talk about this with clients as well. Right. You know, um, we get what we put out there because everything's made up of energy. Are we, we're rounding up. Have we got more time? We've got all the time in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally no. waffled. No, no. Waffling's good. Um, so we're all made up of energy and emotions like guilt, shame, fear block our energy and abundance and attracting things into our lives. Anyway, what the gongs to do is their vibrations and I really feel like they just balance your energy a lot more. Anyway, I digress. But there's yoga, there's vegan food, there's silent walks and it's just a week of really relaxing um, triggering that parasympathetic nervous system and which is the opposite of anxiety it's the relaxation system right. if you've had yoga teachers they've probably talked about that haven't they i've been to yoga once um, off the back of someone on my show like raving about it did you like it well no because <laughs> i was in quite a bad place and i was we were doing some breathing techniques and lying on the floor just staring at the ceiling and I'd cl- you know, we were kind of clearing our mind and like literally just thinking of nothing. But then everything that I have anxiety and depression about like kind of just yeah. attacked me. Yeah. And it had the opposite effect. And I just spoke to my wife afterwards because I drank her a lot. I was like, I'm never doing that again. But now I'm in a much better place and love to explore it again. So and that's why people hate meditation because I think, you know, we try and meditate and it's like all those thoughts come and attack us yeah. at the same time. It, it felt exactly like that. And I was like, that's not what I was expecting. After yeah. this guy had raved about yoga, I was like, yes, I'm going to do yoga. It's going to be brilliant. And it just wasn't for me. But now in a much better place, it's definitely something I need to explore yeah. again. It probably just meant that you needed to do it more. Yeah. I was a bit scared to go again, though, because it was awful to like lie there in this silent room. I didn't want to ruin the session. Yeah. And I just get up and leave. So I just kind of had to go with it. That's what puts people off meditation. But the guided meditation, this is why I love guided meditation so much. And maybe I can let you know when my app's live. Yeah. Because um, I'm going to have loads of guided meditations on there. Maybe we can finish with a guided meditation. What will be involved? <laughs> what, on me? No. Or just, like, just on the listeners? Just even listeners? No, maybe not. Maybe no. that's another day. Yeah. But no, I can um, tell you about the guided meditations. But yeah, the retreat's going to be guided meditations, um, just an ecstatic dance I don't know if you've ever heard of that where you just kind of you ever done it no I haven't done it but I I actually spoke to a girl who like a teacher or a guy yeah so So it's all things just to build confidence to let go of beliefs and when you're in that relaxed state like I said it's so much easier to make changes when you're in that relaxed state so the group hypnosis sessions there's something called the collective consciousness of everyone in there the same intentions yeah Yeah, I'm really excited about it amazing for a whole week 
Um, it's from Monday evening till Friday morning. Okay, sounds great. Right, Fiona, we will wrap up there. Yeah, we will wrap up. Enough waffling. Um, <laughs> um, go back to the app for just one more waffle. Yeah. When go out, like, do you have like a date in mind for the app and things? No, like okay. it's very early days, but okay. I'm really excited about it. Um, but I maybe I'll come and you all just tell you about it, and you can talk about it. Cool. Perfect. All right, Fiona, thank you so much. No worries. Cheers. Thanks again to the show sponsor, Mojave's, who produce footwear for time well spent. Check out mojave's.com to see their products, and you can use the code MANTALK with no space or capitals to get 10% off. If you're struggling with your mental health, please reach out to someone you know, your GP, or a charity such as Calm or the Samaritans. Help is out there. Thanks again for listening, and take care.